This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. You can add the leader of the Senate Ag Committee to the list of people in support of California's Proposition 12. That's the animal housing law that sets standards for pork, egg, and veal products sold in California no matter where the animals that produce those products were raised. Opponents to the measure have said it violates interstate commerce by enacting a de facto requirement on producers all across the country hoping to sell into the state. But Senate Ag Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow is one of four signatures on a letter to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack urging the Department of Agriculture to support the law as it is heard before the Supreme Court in future arguments. They say expanding the dormant commerce clause in a way that would overturn the law would have ramifications outside of animal agriculture. Fellow committee member Cory Booker also signed the letter, as did California's two Democrats in the United States Senate. The Supreme Court in March granted oral arguments in a challenge to Prop 12 brought by the National Pork Producers Council and the American Farm Bureau Federation. In other news, pursuing trade action is a top priority for the American rice industry. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel explains. An industry leader says U.S. rice farmers are unable to compete in the global marketplace due to other countries creating unfair trading practices. Betsy Ward is the president and CEO of the U.S. Rice Federation. Speaking on this week's open mic, Ward says foreign competitors have created a situation that limits higher market prices for rice. We're very much influenced by what other rice producing countries do. And in our case, uh, we have really zeroed in on what India is doing. They're creating a scenario that does not allow our prices to rise. They admit to subsidizing their farmers over their WTO limits by a significant amount. They also recently announced that they would provide $20 billion in fertilizer subsidies to their farmers. So essentially, they've removed the risk for the farmers uh, who can then flood the global market with cheap rice. And so it's really that had probably more of an impact on the lack of an increase in, in rice prices than anything. Ward says they have been in communication with the Biden administration regarding India's dumping into the global rice market. You know, we've obviously talked to, been talking to USTR about this. We've been talking to members of Congress. And this is our number one issue, which is we really believe that we should be bringing a WTO case against India for violating the WTO. Uh, there has not been any significant movement there, but we keep pressing. And it's, it's a huge problem. You can hear more from Ward and her thoughts on supply chain issues in her open mic interview on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peckle. Finally today, Colombia presents unique market opportunities for American red meat exporters so long as they can educate consumers there on proper handling and cooking practices. Don Mason is the Colombia representative for the U.S. Meat Export Federation. He says the Colombian market has some unique factors at play. About 50% or more of the meat that comes into Colombia is sold through butcher shops owned by or in a contractual arrangement with some of our importers. The U.S. livestock industry delivers excellent quality, completely safe product right to the docks in Colombia. And our effort here is to try to extend that quality, that safety of that U.S. product all the way through to the final customer. He says consumers in Colombia often need to better understand why the American product doesn't arrive fresh 
and what to do with it. And there are some beliefs, myths, if you will, about the reason for frozen meat or the quality of frozen meat. And so in our pork efforts, we'd make sure that people understand why it is that that pork is being frozen, how that actually guarantees better quality given the circumstances, the distribution network in Colombia and so on. That's actually a preferred way to handle meat. And then also to make sure that when they go out of that store, they know how to handle that meat and how to defrost it properly. Much like other parts of the world, Mason says Colombian consumers did more at-home cooking during the COVID-19 pandemic, and USMEF hopes to maintain American red meat as part of the at-home diets there. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farm and ranch families care about their communities. Through the Harvest for All program, Farm Bureau donated the equivalent of 30.5 million meals in 2021. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.